Hey everyone, this is Aaliyah Dunham. I'm your host for Assisting the Game. I have my guest here, CJ Wiltshire um, from Nebraska. How are you doing, CJ? I'm good. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm good. Um, well, tell us a little about, about yourself, just to start off like a short bio. Um, well, I'm CJ. I'm from New Jersey. I'm from Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, play shooting guard, small forward at the University of Nebraska. Okay. Um, so I know you grew up kind of in, in a basketball um, home. Your dad mm-hmm. played at Morgan State. You have a younger brother who's committed to North Carolina. Um, how did you get into it? You know, did you grow up with it? Um, well, I grew up an athlete. Like, I grew up around sports. Like my older brother ran track and played football. So I ran track when I was, I started running track when I was three. Okay. Um, started throwing a shot put when I was about like seven, eight. Mm-hmm. And I actually uh, placed uh, fifth in the junior Olympics in shot put. So I, I grew up an athlete, but then I've always loved basketball. Like let my mom tell it, like she said, when I was two, like I used to ask her if she wanted to be Shaq with me and we'd be <laughs> a Fisher Price hoop and stuff like that. And um, so I just always had love for the game. And then once I had around like nine, 10, I started like playing AAU basketball, started training with a trainer, things like that. And then um, it just went from there, honestly. So when did you realize that you actually had like college potential? Honestly, um, it was never, not even on no like cocky or anything like that, but it was never like a doubt because that was like always the goal. Like that was always the thing. Like I'm going to go to college for free. Like that's what my pops always instilled in my head. So like whenever I got offers or things like that, I would just be like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just make it, it's just a little more comforting. But like, it was never a point where it's like, oh, dang, I gotta make sure I do this because I was always putting the work in. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Jim Rat. Yeah, thanks. Um, do you remember your first offer? Like, do you remember that moment and how you um, felt? Um, my first offer was Fordham. Okay. My freshman year, and it was cool. You know what I mean? I was excited. But then every every other offer after that was just like, all right, it was just like it's another stepping stone, but I wasn't too too high or too low type of deal. Like, I was just, all right, we got to put more work in. Okay. Um, well, you leading into that, you were in high school, a four-star recruit, um, mm-hmm. top 100 ESPN ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you – how was your recruiting process? I know you said, like, every offer, you're just like, okay, we still got to stay in the gym. But, yeah. you know, how did that work out for you? How did you make your top three, and how did you choose Xavier as your initial – yeah, um, my recruiting process was interesting because it wasn't long. Like, I got offered my freshman year at Fordham, but then I didn't get another offer until, like, my sophomore summer, like, going into my junior year. Yeah. And um, that was from St. John's. Okay. Which was, which was a big deal for me because it's close to home school and it's a big East school. And then – my junior year started. I started getting a lot more attention mm-hmm. from schools and like national attention in terms of like rankings and things like that. Yeah. And then June fifth, my going into my senior year, like right after my junior year, I committed on campus as Zave. Okay. So my recruiting process wasn't long. Like I went on one visit, one official visit to Zave. Yeah. Loved it. You know what I mean? Had a great relationship with the coaches and things like that, and um, I committed there and made it happen. Um, so going off of that, what kind of advice would you give, you know, younger athletes that may not be getting, you know, the trigger that they want with the offers? Um, like mm-hmm. you said, you only had one and then it was a little while, it was kind of quiet. And then you pulled St. John's pulled the trigger on um, offering you again. 
on another one. Um, so what would you what would you tell a student athlete that's in that boat now that's waiting on their offer or their first offer? Uh, stay in the course. You know, what I mean, uh, I, I figured out what my, I was blessed enough to figure out what my process was like early on. Yeah. And that was just being in the gym. Honestly, like that was the only place I can get better at. It's a, it was like it'd be it, it, I was in the gym so much to the point where now it's like my coping mechanism. Like, yeah. When I have a bad game or I'm upset about anything that I'm going through in a day to day life, like I go to the gym and work out. So I think just figuring out what your process is and staying the course within that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll all, everything will pan out. Yeah. Um, I like how you said that uh, being in the gym is your coping me- mechanism. Um, mm-hmm. So your freshman year was kind of unlike the ordinary freshman year. You went in um, fresh out of COVID 2020. Um, you played 15 games total. Uh, I know exactly how that felt. You know, a lot of people don't know the ins and out of the yeah. COVID year, you know, testing three times a week, um, yeah. you know, quarantining. Yeah. If anyone in your tier one tested positive, yeah. um, close contact, you know, kind of explain, you know, how that was mentally, physically, and like what helped you during that? Like what did you use other than being in the gym to uh, to cope with that? Um. Yeah, that my freshman year was definitely interesting because uh, just, uh, you know, everybody goes, everybody has expectations for every season they go into. Yeah. And like my freshman year didn't go as I expected. Yeah. Or wanted it to. But I mean, it ended up turning out the way I like, you know, what I mean, I expected it yeah. to, which, uh, which was the, the highlight of my freshman year. But um, how I got through that, I just like I said, just kept my head down. Um, yeah staying the course like we we would go test like I wasn't a big complainer like we would go get tested every day you know we'll go practice we'll go to class go practice things like that so it just became like I got I got into a routine Mm -hmm. that I haven't at that point in time never been used to yeah I mean because before I never really had a routine like I would just always be in the gym I'll go to school you know what I mean so I would go to the gym at different times. So it's just like having a the steady, like this time I'm doing this, this time I'm doing that. Yeah. It just helped me honestly to kind of like keep my head down and like plan my days mm-hmm. accordingly. So that's kind of like what got me through that outside of like, you know what I mean? Being in the gym and also too yeah. being around people I, I enjoy like spending time with. Like I still have a great relationship with my teammates when I was yeah. at Zave. You, you're one of them court peas. So, you know what I mean? Like I still, yeah. I've had good relationships there. So like outside of the gym, like I spent time with, with good people that I care about. You know, so. Yeah. I definitely can uh, speak on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that year was a rough year. Like I said, like I mentioned, we were tested three times a week. Yeah. Um, anyone that's in your tier one, you know, that's 20, 25 people max that yeah. you're in contact with every single day. And anyone that's in that group that tests positive, mm-hmm. like, you're shut down. Um, and then on probably... top of that, on top of that, I got put in quarantine like seven, eight times. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you were in like anytime you was in contact with anyone, Word. you were put in quarantine and, you know, that, that can really be draining on your mental health. Um, we spent a lot of time in quarantine, like <laughs> at least right. 10, 10 times. And that was at that time, it was like 12 days max. Yeah, 12, yeah. Um, and then, you know, it slowly decrease but I just know you know that that was definitely mentally like challenging for me um and you know I found the little things to cope with like you mentioned like hanging out with the people that you can hang out with and the people you enjoy talking to um I know that I think you got into um, meditation 
like how, how meditating like how was that for you like did that help any or did you get that after the fact so i didn't start meditating until january of last year 2020 okay okay no no january this year i'm tripping january 2022 <laughs> so recently yeah recently and um that's just helped me a lot i i've like i spoke on it before like um my strength coach at, at, at Nebraska and one of my one of my teammates at Nebraska were like heavy meditators, so they would meditate yeah. all the time and like they would advise me to do it because they they're like they meditate, so they're in tune with good and bad energy. And yeah. you know what I mean, they see I had good energy, but like there'll be times where I had lows and and lows and be up be frustrated and things like that. So they like just gave me different things to do for meditating or, or when I meditate or to get me into a deep meditation state. So. That they kind of like helped me lead into the meditation and things like that. Yeah. That just helped me like completely to the point where like I know I can tell the difference from when I meditate versus when I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. so it's, yeah. So it's, it, it was a it was a, a big stepping stone for me. Okay. Now yeah. I, I definitely think um, you know being a student athlete, you have to focus on your mental health. I think recently it's starting to be. Um, people are talking about it a little bit more, mm -hmm. uh, but I think, you know, it's very important to take care of your mental health. So I was very interested in that yeah. um, aspect, but also staying on that mental health uh, topic, you know, after your COVID year, after your freshman year, you decided to transfer. Um, mm -hmm. How was that? You know, if you feel comfortable, you know, speaking on that yeah, and, yeah. and, and where was your mind at during the process of being in the transfer portal? Um, it was a lot, it was a lot of different, I felt a lot of different emotions because, um, for starters, I, I transferred a lot, like throughout mm -hmm. my whole life, like yeah, middle school to high school and things like that. Like I went to three different high schools Yeah, and, um, four years, wow. like AAU, I played with four different AAU teams in three summers. So it was just like bouncing around. I thought like getting to college, I would find a steady place and things yeah. like that. But like, you know, everything didn't go as expected my freshman year, like I said before, which is good. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I've been well-versed in it and been able to interact in different environments and been put in different positions. So all in all, it's helped me. Yeah. But it was just, at that point in time, I didn't see that. So it was just something that I was like, dang, I built good relationships here. I mean, I met good people. Um, contrary to like how my, my season went or how our, my individual season went, I enjoyed my time as a, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was like kind of like upset and also too like I knew everybody was going I knew the transfer portal was going to be crazy that year because you know the whole NIL thing was going to was starting to become a thing and yeah. COVID was started was was still a thing so people yeah. were trying to go back home trying to find different ways to be back around family things like that so I was kind of I was kind of like stressed out you know what I mean but that process was sure for me as well. Like I got, I got calls from schools and things like that. But within the next week, after being in the, within the week or two after being in the portal, um, I committed to Nebraska. Yeah, so. um, I can I can very much speak about being stressed um, yeah. in the transfer portal. Uh, yeah. Same thing, grad transferred uh, after the COVID year, and that was the year that, you know, you could transfer pretty much anywhere you anywhere, wanted without yeah. having to sit. That too, um, yeah. I, I didn't even speak on that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then technically the year before, like that year didn't count. So basically, you got a second chance to do whatever, mm -hmm. um, or start over at a new school. Um, 
and it, it was it was definitely hot like yeah. you know you you pretty much had a week or two to decide or yeah. you know they were your place was was getting oh. taken because yeah. there was like every school had like three plus transfers Thanks. um in the portal so it, it was definitely a stressful time um so even though your time in the transfer portal and you're making your decision to nebraska was short like what what really drew you to nebraska like what made you think like this is my home this is my new home yeah um well for starters like before so nebraska and xavier were like if i were to break it if i were to like have a top three yes they would be like 1a 1b type of deal you okay. know what I mean? because like i had a good relationship with uh, Matt Abdomassi, who's he's he, who's not at Nebraska anymore, but at the time, he was, and um, I had a good relationship with him. And then Coach Hoiberg's coach played and has been a GM at the next level in, in NBA. So that, I knew I could learn things from him that could help me. Uh, I could take from him and apply into my game, and yeah, um, of course, try to help me get to the next level. So um, that was that was the biggest thing. And then once I got there, it was just easy to to flow into to into the stream of things you know what i mean like um i'm a hard worker yeah. uh, like i said i keep my head down and do my job and things like that and that's what they're they're all about over here so it was just easy to get into the mix of things so um there was no really challenges um adjusting transferring schools um I mean, on the court oh uh, i mean there was a there was a bunch of challenges in terms of like when it got to game time that's mm-hmm. when most of the challenges came like which is why I started meditating. Okay. Um, things like that. But like preseason, you know, summer workouts was all good for me. It was everything yeah. was good. But um once it came from to playing time, you know, egos start to kick in, lights get lights turn on and, and yeah. people start to watch and then yeah. other people's opinions start to get put in. So it's just like you I had I had a hard time trying to uh, uh figure out the best way to do my job. Mm-hmm where it's not like me being selfish or like not being inclusive, like, you know what I mean? Like while yeah. still being a good teammate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that was the biggest adjustment for me, which is why I started meditating because it mm-hmm. just allowed me to find peace within myself. Yeah. And, um, do my job while being a good teammate. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I definitely like how you mentioned like doing your job, but being a good teammate at at the same time i think some people kind of struggle with that like you said egos start to play in um especially when the lights come on and everyone has expectations from their family friends you know their own expectations and when those don't you know when they're short of the egos definitely come in and then it's like oh well you know i i gotta prove myself um and then that's when you know the selfish plate comes into play um so i'm glad you spoke on that you know a lot of people don't understand that until they're in yeah. that position yeah. and i'm glad you you held yourself accountable um mm-hmm. without you know getting too deep into that um yeah. you were able to notify that right away and, and try to make a difference and, but i wouldn't say i wouldn't even i wouldn't necessarily say right away because it took me until january to really yeah. like, start to you know what i mean get in tune with that and, yeah. and uh figure out but it takes a lot of like being honest with yourself and like self-reflecting and like mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um, that's what I had to do. I was honestly forced to do it because I didn't want to have another year like my freshman year, where it's like mm-hmm. I didn't reach my own expectations, let alone what other people are ex- like expecting me to do or how other people are expecting me to perform. Like, I just wanted to be satisfied with myself and how I was playing 
in the conditions I was in. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was. But I definitely, it definitely wasn't uh, a easy Road. adjustment, as you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, can I ask what, like, what was the main thing you had to be honest with yourself? Um, what role I played in the negativity within our team? Okay, and, you know and can I mean? you speak like, on that? Like, um, I'm expecting everybody else to, you know, what I mean, be vocal. I'm expecting other people to um, give energy, or, you know, what I mean. Or like I, I'm putting so much expectations on other people where I'm not doing it. I'm not holding myself to that same standard. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then, um, I also had, like I said, I started meditating, but I also had to find other. I had to find other ways to keep myself engaged when things weren't going my way. You know what yeah. I mean? So like yeah. being a good teammate was one way, like that helped me stay engaged in the game. Yeah. And then like self talk, like talking to myself throughout the game, like staying the course, like the things I used to say was like, stay ready, stay steady, stay even. Like, I just mm-hmm. told myself that throughout the whole game, you know what I mean? Because opportunities always come. And I didn't have the most opportunities in terms of, like, doing what I do best on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, so it was, like, just staying ready, staying steady, staying even through the ups and downs of the game, through the ups and downs of my emotions, you know what I mean? So that was that was one way I had to figure out how to balance my emotions and things like that. So. I mean, woo. what you just spoke on I think a lot of people are missing um that self-accountability like you have to be able to check yourself before you can check someone else yeah um you had like it's a it's not a respect thing but it kind of is a respect thing yeah how how am I as a college athlete like we're all doing the same thing we're all here we're all the best from our areas we Mm -hmm. all are on scholarship or we're all you know working hard we're all tired because we all went to practice we all you know we all kind of have the same schedule um but how am I going to respect you as a player if you're not doing the little things that you want me to do yeah Um, and I think you know you have to emphasize on that and you have to be great at that in order Mm -hmm. to be you know a great teammate or a great leader um Mm -hmm. and someone that's well respected throughout your whole team um and you kind of mentioned like a little bit about being like your role and stuff like that. Um, can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on your role at Nebraska? Um, you know, being a transfer, being new to the school, um, mm-hmm. you know, playing your part is like the number one key of, of how to be on the court. Like, mm-hmm. I think you have to be great at your role and you have to know your role. Mm-hmm. And once you know that role, be the best you can be at that role. Mm-hmm. Can you speak of, about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so my role basically at, at Nebraska has been my role that I've had my whole life. Okay. Because like, I've always been able to shoot the ball mm-hmm. and, like, score the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially been was my role. You know what I mean? Knock down shots when I get the opportunity to. And, um, you know, I would play defense two through four. Yeah. Um. So that was, that was, that's essentially, that was essentially my role last year because, like, we had a bunch of seniors, so being that I was, I was a leader in my mm-hmm. own right. You know what I mean? I wasn't the most, I was, I was vocal, but I wasn't the most vocal. I wasn't mm-hmm. the oldest. I wasn't most experienced. So it's just like I had to kind of like play, take a back seat in in that area. Yeah. But like now, like my role is is still the same in terms of like knocking down shots and and um, guarding multiple positions. But now I have a, I have an opportunity to become a leader and be the the main leader in terms of like the guy that's vocal and leading by example. Yeah. And like staying even, 
through the course of the game and keeping us together and things like that, which I'm excited for, mm-hmm. honestly, because it's just another evolution of my game, something I can add on to because yeah. people fail to understand, like, being a leader is a big part of basketball. Like, people could always think that, like, oh, I got to score 20. I got to have five steals. I got to have a bunch of blocks. You know what I mean? There's yeah. dudes in, in at the highest level that are simply just good people in a locker room. Yeah. And they get paid millions of dollars to do it. So that's a part of the game now. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think um, that's something that um, a part of my evolution as a basketball player, just just being a consistent, steady leader. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ups and downs. Somebody that could be like the rock. I could be like yeah. the rock for my team. Like we could lean on you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, that's what I'm excited for. And I think a lot of people, again, like a lot of people don't understand how important the glue player is. Mm-hmm. Um, people see the stats, like, you know, that may not have pay- played college ball or um, just watch it. And they're like, oh, this person scored 20. Or, oh, mm-hmm. this person went to this school. But they didn't They didn't average a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So their their career must not have been, like, impactful. Yeah. Um, but they don't know the ins and the out. They don't yeah. know like what it is for a player just to be a leader mm-hmm. or, you know, that stuff that doesn't show up on the stats, you know, first one mm-hmm. to practice, always encouraging. Yep. Um, those, those are the best teammates. And that honestly makes the team better. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to score a point to make the team better. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that they, they see the box scores or the stats mm-hmm. um, and they automatically assume like, Oh, this is the, yeah. this, right. this is, you know, these are the players that help and the players that didn't score, they didn't help the yeah. team. Whereas yeah. it's not, it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of going off of that, but away from basketball um, off the court, you know, Xavier was a um, small Catholic school, uh, no football. So basketball was the number one like school, you know, that, that was a basketball school. Yeah. Um, everything was surrounded about Xavier basketball. basketball that was yeah. the team, especially the men's team. Um, yeah. so how, you know, <laughs> how was it, you know, making that transition to Nebraska, which now has football, it's a bigger program, um, mm-hmm. a different conference. Uh, how was that adjustment, you know, school wise? Um, it was dope. It's dope. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, of course, Nebraska is a football school. Yeah. We got like five national championships. Granted, we haven't won them in the past 30 years almost, but like, <laughs> You know what I mean? We got five national championships. There's a standard yeah. there for football. Basketball is not necessarily that. We haven't been to a tournament, haven't won a tournament, uh, a March Madness game ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is cool because, like, you know, we could – there's limitless yeah, uh, to it. things we can do and achieve yeah. as a team, as Nebraska. But then also, too, everybody loves Nebraska sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's – only one other school in Nebraska, and that's Creighton. They don't have mm-hmm. a football team. They're in the Big East. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's everybody watches Nebraska football. Nebraska, Nebraska football, Nebraska anything because yeah. that's the only thing going on. There's no app, there's no <laughs> NBA teams, no professional teams, none of yeah. that. So it's like we're like the NBA team for Nebraska. So it's dope. Like everybody knows that's where we're going. Yeah. And it, it helps us like um carry ourselves as such you know what i mean like there's yeah. nowhere we go where people don't know us and that's not to kind of like be on our own like you know what i mean high horse but yeah this the reality is this the only thing that's going on in nebraska honestly so yeah. you know what i mean so that i think it's been dope and then the football games are amazing <laughs> like the environment is is dope to be around and be yeah. in because everybody loves if, even if you're a creighton fan you watch nebraska football because it's the only football team in the state hometown so I, yeah so it's dope it's it's 
I've had a good time so far. Yeah. You definitely um, miss football a little bit, or uh, I, at least I could speak for myself that I definitely miss football being at Zay for four years with no yeah. football. Um, you kind of, you just get to watch it online or like yeah. on TV, but you don't get the experience yeah. the day yeah. of a football game. You know, everyone's out tailgating and the game might not, yeah, the game <laughs> might not be until seven, but yeah. everyone's up at 7 a.m., yeah. you know, 12 hours before getting ready, yeah. you know, to spend all day outside. And I think that's, that's a part of the college experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that definitely is, you know, very cool that I didn't I didn't realize that, you know, it's just Creighton in Nebraska. Yeah. And I, I nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> nothing dope. else. It's dope. It's dope. Um, yeah. but no, that's definitely um good that you're get, getting to experience that. I'm happy for you. Um And it's it's a small it's a college town too. So like Nebraska stuff everywhere. You go to the Walmart, <laughs> Nebraska flags hanging up. So it's it, yeah. I, I honestly I can't complain. Honestly, whose fans are better, saves or Nebraska? I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm gonna have to go. I love Husker fans, but I'm gonna have to go uh, Zave. Zave for sure. Yeah. I mean. I'll give them an excuse, you know. That's I, I that's the to. main that's the main sport at Zave. So yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have give to that kind of excuse. Um, that's that's their pride and joy, hundred percent. I mean, to each his own, though. I mean, to each his own. You know what I mean? Like they show out. We, had, we didn't really have the best season <laughs> last year, so they had the right. So you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. So also. You know, we had we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier about NIL. You know, the rules are changing. Um, going into your freshman year, well, your quote unquote freshman year, you kind of got a reset to it all. Yeah. Um, you was able to do an NIL deal with a convenience store and mm-hmm. in Nebraska. Um, you stopped. How how was that? Like, how did that come about? Man, um, my coach, uh-huh. so like the people who own. The convenience store is a, it's a convenience store and gas station. Okay. And um, the people who own that, the creator of it, he played at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. One of the best bigs ever there. And um, Jersey retired. And his name is on our court, mm-hmm. like on our okay. uh, practice facility court. Okay. So his family, um, the Whitehead family, um, went, went to my coach and asked for anybody we could do NIL deal with, anything. My coach recommended me. Mm-hmm. And then it just took off from there. We started doing videos and now I'm on the gas tanks everywhere in Nebraska at a U-stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's dope. I, I can't complain. Like, I really had a yeah. good time in Nebraska. And then the NIL thing is is coming. It's is definitely coming. It's doing, it's doing its thing. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Because we yeah. have camps. And like I said, we're the only, like, thing going on in Nebraska, yeah. really. You know what I mean? Outside of creating basketball is us. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, too? So we have camps. And there'll be a bunch of kids there. So it's a lot of... A lot of things going on. NIL has been treating me well. <laughs> I know. Your own yeah. photo on a gas tank. I mean, yeah. you must feel like a celebrity. Yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> now, that uh, the one commercial of you, like, tossing yeah. um, the snacks and stuff into the into the uh, car, it was pretty dope. I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. Yeah. Definitely showed your personality a lot. <laughs> um, but, no, I think, I think that's uh, – great on your coaches in yeah. like networking and, yeah. and recommending um, and, and, and they do a good job with that like coaches can't get too involved in nil things but when yeah. people come to them asking 
mm-hmm. and our coaches, you know, hold us down. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that the NIL thing is is great for um, student athletes uh, for the amount of work we put in, and you yeah. know, your name carries weight, like you're saying. Um, Nebraska and Creighton is like the only two things going on really mm-hmm. in in Nebraska. So yeah. why not use your name for money? I mean, yeah. they're using it anyways. Right. <laughs> like you said, you're you're almost right. a celebrity in in a way. Yeah. Um, so why not make some money off of that? Yeah. Um, is there any other uh, deals that are that you have or upcoming that you could speak about? Um, like I do a lot of it lately has been like like Twitter posts, mm-hmm. posts. Um, I like go somewhere and like just be there and like be a part of like a camp or like mm-hmm. like I served um, like snow cones mm-hmm. at, like a summer camp. Yeah. So like it, I do things like that. Just like it. Okay. It allows me to get involved in into Nebraska Nebraska's youth and, and um, get involved in the community and things like that. So a lot of it's just been getting involved and showing face and being a part of something. Yeah. Um, they always, my, my head coach at Marshall always spoke on, you know, showing your face in yeah. the community because that's who supports you the most. Yeah. Um, especially the kids. You know, I remember yeah. being a kid and, and looking up to those athletes, you know, at the mm-hmm. colleges. And, you know, like you said, you, they think you're famous. I mean, you are yeah. kind of famous, um, <laughs> but they think you're like LeBron James yeah. level. Um, yeah. So for you to even just show up to any of their yeah. events or, where they're at at their school or something like that like that goes a long way yeah. um and i think you know i think every school should do that and i think mm-hmm. every coach should you know try to get their athletes yeah. some type of deal yeah because it's important you know what i mean like like you said it, those are people that support us the most but then also too you never know like what a kid's going through you yeah know what i mean like you never know how how the day might turn out, how the day was been going for them. So it's just been like to be able to put a smile on their face, puts a smile on my face. And yeah. I love being around kids. I love working with kids, especially in 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 any setting, but like especially like athletic setting and, and yeah. basketball setting, you know what I mean? Because that's what I do. That's what I love. So I can help them, you know what I mean, get to whatever, get better or you know what I mean? Say they to be able to simply say they play with a Nebraska basketball player. You know what I mean? Just whatever yeah. it is to make them happy feel good about themselves so yeah it definitely goes a long way yeah. definitely goes a long way um do you have like in your future um what, what's your major so um, i'm a basketball? human development major human development okay yeah so it's and basically sociology sociology yeah um and what would your dream job be if that was in that major um i don't necessarily know like outside of playing basketball <laughs> something within that major I don't necessarily have a dream job within that major Uh I just find like learning about people very interesting Mm -hmm. and um I think it just will better my interactions with everybody if I'm more in tune with the stage they are in their life and like how they are likely to respond based on research yeah and do you do you take what you learn um, from school and, and apply it to like basketball terms of like with your your teammates yeah. coaches yeah that's that's crazy you said that because um that's also too what I did last year was just try to understand where everybody position was mm-hmm. 
and not necessarily position in basketball, just position in life and what they're dealing with or like what expectations may be. And it helped mm-hmm. me get through it because helped me get through the season a lot of the time as long along with like meditation things like and self-talk. But it helped me get through because I was better understanding of each of my teammates' like, yeah. predicaments or whatever they're going through. So yeah, if they were upset about something and like lashed out, like of course I would defend myself, but I would never take it to the stream where to where it's like, oh, I don't mess with that person because yeah. we're humans at the end of the day. Like we all yeah. go through things and we all have yeah innate responses and and things like that. So it just helped me a lot. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it's only human nature. We, yeah. We're athletes here, especially, mm-hmm. you know, your women's basketball, men's basketball and volleyball yeah. and, and football. Um, yeah. They're there the most. Yeah. Um, we start in July. Yep. Uh, and then once you start in July, you're there all summer. All and summer. Then all through fall, all through yep. spring. spring and you're with you each got... other every yeah. day. Literally. So and then and then on top of that, you kind of get tired of seeing people all yeah. the time. Or like it's just regular people stuff, you know what I mean? Like so yeah. It was that de- it was definitely something that I took on from me, uh going through like the season in my teammates and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can understand because like like I said, you're with these people every single day. It's bound to happen. Um, you know, practices can get intense, especially like the start of the season when when you're trying to figure out your role. Um, you get, you know, you're with these people every single day, day in and day out, you live with them. Um, your schedule involves them. And, you know, like you said, people go through things. Um, you don't know what, you don't know what's going on, like in their home life or outside of basketball, you know, relationship wise or home life, um, Mm -hmm. school, um, they can be stressed out and, and it's good to understand, like what other people are going through and, and being able to, you know, relate that to how someone may react or how someone yeah. may like act on something. Yeah. And it's definitely hard to be, especially as competitors, mm-hmm. definitely hard to be super buddy, buddy with people you're, com- you're competing yeah. for like for minutes with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm competing for minutes with this person, but then after we get off the court, like, you know what I mean? We can still got to be cool. Yeah. Like that. So that's, it's it's easy for me personally, but like yeah. it's not easy for everybody. You know what no. I mean? It's not people don't take it the same way. You know what I yeah. mean? Especially if it's not going their way. Yeah, especially like if it, if it's not like they're not seeing the light. Yeah. Um, that someone else is seeing, and and yeah. you, like you say, you're competing against them every day, and every day you go start to show like I'm yeah. I'm better than this person. Like, yeah. how do you take that transition into like this is my teammate? Like yep. at the end of the day, we're all here for a purpose, and that is to win. Um, so I may have to step back. I might have to be in the back seat now, mm-hmm. whereas I'm so used to driving the car, you know, gotcha. how, how am I going to make that transition? Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think, you know, you start to learn that once you, you know, get into that yeah. and you see, you know, Hey, like, it's not always going to be about me. Yeah. Um, you'll understand. And that comes with maturity Yeah. and, and sure. it, it'll grow on you and you'll understand sure. and you'll realize it. Um, well, I hope, uh, people realize that, but yeah. that, that's how you become a great teammate. I think you always, I think you always realize it's just the, the fact that you're willing to accept it or not. Accept it. I think that's yeah. it. You always going to realize it. Like it's hard to not realize it. You're going through it. Yeah. It's like, boom, this dude is taking my minutes or taking my time or I'm not getting the same opportunities. But then you realize like, if I am 
whether you see somebody else do it, whether you start to do it yourself, whether if, if, if I become more selfless, yeah, in my opportunities show. Like prime yeah. example, when I was at when I was at Xavier, I didn't play much. Yeah, and but I was literally like the best teammate I could possibly be, jumping up and down on a bench, yeah, like that. And then St. John's game, I remember this game like like it was yesterday. We hit zero threes, yeah, over twelve. Coach came in the locker room. Was like I was still screaming and everything. We won. We no, we lost that game. Screaming, I was super energetic, things like that. Coach was, Coach Steele was like, CJ was the same dude every day. Da, 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 da. He's going to play next game mm-hmm. against Providence. It was a home game. Yeah. I go play, get in, hit two threes back to back. So it's like when you're selfless, your opportunities yeah. present itself. And then when you're prepared for those opportunities, you'll do what you're supposed to do in those situations. So it's like you're always going to see it. Yeah. Whether you're willing to accept it or not. That's a, that's a great point. You have to accept it. Um, in order to move on and to yeah. be a better player, let yeah. alone better teammate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we spoke on your role um, and how you, you know, this year you have the opportunity to kind of be more of a vocal leader. Leader, um, You know, are you excited? Is there anything like particular you're excited about um, for this upcoming season? Mm-hmm. You know, you your sophomore year, um, your third year. Are you are you ready? You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm beyond ready. I'm beyond ready. I I've put in so much work to get to mm-hmm. this point, and I'm not where I want to be, but I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just excited for that next step. I I've, I've grown physically, mentally, and emotionally every year since I've been in college. Every year since I've been playing basketball, honestly. So I'm ready for that that next evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to have its ups and downs and bumps and bruises, but now I'm willing to take it to, you know what I mean, get to where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to be to be considered a leader, to be Mm -hmm. a vocal leader, to be on court leader, to, you know what I mean, to have more opportunities presented to me and take advantage of those opportunities. So I'm just I'm beyond ready for it. I'm excited for this year. Definitely. I enjoyed watching you play. Um, like you mentioned earlier, you were kind of the spark. Yeah. Um, I felt like uh, on both teams, you know, mm-hmm. whether you were in the game or like sitting on the bench, you were you were always cheering. You were always, you know, the camera was always on you. You know, yeah. if you were on the bench, like after a bucket, um, you were always cheering. Or even in the game, like mm-hmm. you hit a bucket, like your your excitement showed. Yeah. Um, and I think. I enjoyed that. I think a lot of people enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely excited uh, for you to step in this new role. Um, and then I think the last and final question would be, you know, do you have any advice for someone who is listening to this and, and wants to play college ball is almost, you know, at that level or mm-hmm. in that level right now um, in the situation you mentioned, you know, your role is switching, you know, what, what would your advice be for them? Um, well, first, I think we're talking about, like, understanding. I think understanding yourself mm-hmm. and, like, your values and, like, okay. who you are mm-hmm. and then finding out your process. Um, those are the two most important things, I say, because when you get to college, you you have you can have – it's easy to get lost in the minutia and, and things that's going on outside of what the main thing is. Mm-hmm. And I think once you understand yourself and what your your morals and values are, you'll be able to stay the course and stick to that process that you that you found for yourself. You know what I mean? Think yeah. that thing that works for you. And um, I think those two things go hand in hand. So I think 
like starting as early as you can, figuring out who you are. And I think it's not as easy as easy is easier said than done, but like finding that finding what your morals and values are and things you stand on and then finding out your process and sticking to that. I think okay. those are the two most important things. Well, I definitely thank you for uh those encouraging words. Um, I thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule sure. to hop on here with me. Um, you mentioned a lot of great points that uh, a lot of people don't know about um, or know about yourself. Uh, you know, your process was different. Uh, and I think a lot of people will understand where you're coming from. Um, and I think they'll definitely be excited to watch you this season. Um, I know I am for sure. Um, but I, I just want to thank you for, you know, hopping on. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.